well. I am relaxed. I am rested. And I am finally back to ready to go. I'm sorry that we were gone. You can blame it solely on me. I tell you, a guy just needs a break every once in a while. I certainly needed one. We're going to get into that. But I'm back. We are back, and we are so glad that you are with us. This is the Bushels and Barrels program right in front of Christmas. Christmas is in the crosshairs here. Bushels and Barrels, one at gmail.com. If you want to be part of the program, as usual, I am right beside my patriotic partner. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. Man, it's been a while. It has. And the first thing I want to say is thank you to well over 100 people who emailed, who private messaged me on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, all you guys. And each one of you know who you are. From all across the United States, the world, really. Yeah. United States and Australia, who have been concerned that in Canada, yes, Mm -hmm. who's been concerned that we're, we're, uh, done with the podcast or did, did the Democrats come get us and gobble us up or (laughs) we're all good. How would you explain what happened? Well, at the beginning of December, it started with you and Alden coming down with a virus that just kept on giving like fluorona yeah yeah although i don't think i had corona or anything i I never i never lost my smell or taste it was something and it's like alden i got alden better and then you got sick and then i got you better and then alden got sick again and it was just like a vicious cycle for about three weeks and that's that stinks and i think that the viruses are super strong right now because we've been stuck in our houses for two years really and so there's, catching up to there's us. a lot of things that are just going on. And that's just a theory of mine. I don't have any facts to back that right. up, but that's just my theory. So. Well, folks, I'll tell you, I don't ever get sick. Not like sick to where I'm down and out. Maybe once in a while you might get the stomach bug. I'll be down for 24 hours, if that. Um, I took my work clothes off on Wednesday evening, and I did not put work clothes back on until Monday morning. And that's weird. And that whole time I was down. Yeah. Respiratory, yeah. hacking around. Uh, not a bad, bad fever, but just it was there. So you guys threw my whole December off. That was the beginning of December. And it was like, gosh darn it. I have all these decoration plans and everything. And you can't do that being a mom and a wife and <laughs> taking care of the house and <laughs> sick people. You just can't add. Uh, I barely had the energy to get up and around to take care of any extra and you were doing your homeopathy stuff oh yeah and did i get sick not near like me at all no no i didn't have the fevers the chills the shakes the anything the throwing up you just smelled like a damn onion well that onion water okay so tell me people what you did this is the most disgusting thing this is so gross it was a tiktok thing and i'm like okay well i'm gonna try this onion water to try to defeat whatever it is that's going on in my house right now and i didn't set onions out to like clear the air or cleanse the air like some people do now i did years ago put onions on all of our feet one year that put them in our socks and then i put our socks on i do remember that yeah and it smelled so bad you're like i'm never doing this again and it didn't make me feel any better yeah no it didn't help so i think i used the wrong onions but that's fine tell the people what onion water is i cut up an onion and supposedly the smaller the onion the more potent it is you let it sit you marinate it for it's just onion marinated in what 
in water. So you had you basically like purified got, water. You got a ball jar. Uh huh. Something you would can into. Uh huh. And you cut filled an it onion. three quarters of the way with water. Cut up an onion and shoved the onion in the water. Yeah, and I just let it sit. I sipped on that for about a week. And she then- was drinking <laughs> onion water. You cannot imagine how gross it smelled. Around here. <laughs> so funny. It was awful. So one night I go in for a kiss. And I'm like, good night. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to leave you if you don't stop drinking that water. <laughs> I did. I, I said, you're going to be finding a new place to live oh, if you keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> but it did work. So, I, I mean, I, I kept Alden and I um, both were taking the homeopathy stuff. And you did not. And neither one of us got the stomach issues, the GI issues that you had. So I'm yeah, sorry. Just I, saying. I, you, well, what's that? What's that machine that you got that you stick up your nostrils and like it? I rinse circulates. my sinuses. Yeah, I rinse my sinuses out with saline water. The noises yeah. that you make while it's doing that, like I just, mm. I don't know. I it feels just so does, good. It's just relieving, especially if you're congested. It looks so uncomfortable. It is a little bit, but it's all right. Like I can handle it. Ain't no <sighs> thing. Ain't no thing. No, I'm, I just, I don't know. I'm not a part of this homeopathy stuff. I, I, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I, cause I mean, the facts are I got real sick and you didn't, <laughs> I was still, but I was still kicking, I, you know, and she's trying to shove apple, apple cider vinegar down my throat and oh gosh, make me I drink wasn't. onion water. Yeah. And I, maybe, you know what? Maybe if I would have drank onion water, I would have smelled as bad as you. And therefore, if I would have gave you a kiss, good night that I wouldn't have you tasted it. Known. Mm-hmm. I'm just. It's onion water. It's disgusting. Well, I mean, if there's healing properties in it and things that'll help clear your system out, why not try it? Okay. And the next time I, next time any kind of ickiness comes in, I, I don't, I don't think I could get Alden to drink it, but <laughs> I would try. <laughs> I would try for a second. You would get me closer so. to drinking apple cider vinegar than what you would onion water. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, so that's what I, I, I. I'm a believer. Bushels and barrels one at gmail.com or hit me up on Facebook. Have any of you guys ever drank <laughs> onion water? <laughs> it was a TikTok, and I'm I'm not kidding you. There was so it was showing up on my FYP. And whenever your husband is sick or your household is sick, all moms know this. You can't do anything and not you you have to be in the same room with this person. They demand it. My, yeah. my husband demands it that I'm there. And so I'm like, I'm going to go to the grocery store. Do you need anything? Oh, don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just, you don't even have to rub my feet. Yeah. Just, just, just touch, touch me. Yeah. Just touch me. Somewhere. I was a baby folks. Yeah. I was a baby. I think all men are whenever they get the, the man cold. Like I said, I, I'm never down like that ever. No, no, and that, that was so, it's unreal. So what happened was, is I'm sick. I'm laying on the couch. Naturally, the TV is on. Mm hmm. And it, I'm not going to lie, and you can, you can vouch for this, it threw me into some sort of a weird funk to sit there all day long, and I'm going to urge, I'm urging you guys, don't do this, <laughs> to sit there all day long and see what the news has to offer. You want to talk about giving all hope and humanity up. Yeah. Lay on the couch sick. You're already not feeling good. And then watch the shit on TV on the news. Yeah. And I mean, by the time, honestly, I got done with it. I had zero desire and it lasted for over a week. That's the reason I didn't come back the next week with a podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I had zero, de- zero desire to look for any news. 
well, zero desire to comment on it. And what happened the the week before you got sick? Before I mean, we were getting ready to. We had some. I mean, it's a busy time of the year too, so it's hard to schedule these things if we don't like get it on our calendar, our personal household calendar. It's it's a busy time of the year, so. Um, I would compare it to harvest time. Like we're just busy. So that had something to do with it too. But you sat down and you were talking about the just yuck. The election had happened two weeks prior. Arizona was to, completely stolen. Yeah. And completely. I think you, you, you nailed it. I think yesterday or two days ago, you called it an election hangover. Yeah, I think that's what I will. I, that's it was an election hangover coupled with the fact that I was sick. Georgia was stolen. Georgia, yeah. Herschel Walker lost Georgia. How? I just. It doesn't make sense. I I I got down a little bit. I really mm-hmm. did. You know, and, and I'm just sitting here thinking, I, we're supposed to leave this place better for our kids and what we found it. And for the past week now, I've been sick watching the news, and it's like this this country's going to hell in a handbasket. Mm. And it's depressing, and I don't want to see any more of it. I don't want to get on a podcast and talk about it. I, I, I'm just, I, I ended up watching NFL football and college basketball towards the end of my sickness, and for a week straight, I wouldn't turn on Tucker Carlson. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, in the mornings, you notice when we drink coffee, I wouldn't even turn the TV on. Yeah. There are quite a few mornings, me and you just drank coffee mm-hmm. and talked. Maybe I would look at a little bit of TikTok or Facebook, but that was it. Yeah. But like never, I, I, it got so bad, folks. I'm going to be very honest with you. I picked up my petition to run for school board. You got sick and then you. And then I was just like, I don't want to run. Yeah. I, I got, I got, I, after watching all this depressing news about this country, which we're going to go over some of it. I'm not depressed anymore about it. It's just what it is. We're just going to keep taking it in stride, having fun with it and moving on. But I got in such a funk that I didn't want to run for school board anymore. And I remember I told Jess one evening whenever I did get home from work, I just I just don't want to do it. I don't want to. I, I'm. Why is it my responsibility to save these kids from our piece of shit governor? Because that's what it's going to come down to. If somebody else and that and my kid's graduating, he graduates in May. I won't have a I won't have a kid in the school district anymore in public schools because our other kid goes to a private school, a completely private school. So. It's like, why Why do I need to be the guy standing up anymore? If these parents are so damn worried about their kids, why don't they run for school board? Why don't, why don't they do it? And, you know, that's the funk I got into for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then as I slowly came back out of it, I was like, well, I know why a bunch of parents don't want to do it, because they can't. They can't. They, they, they work for somebody else. They can't get up in front of Because, I mean, whether we like it or not, there's still censorship going on everywhere in America. Oh, yeah. Uh, some of these parents can't just join a school board and just start blurting out shit like I did, you know? Like, screw you in your mask. You could take them and shove them up your ass. Right? Yeah. You don't like me saying that? No. Why? Just because. I'm like, you can just shove it up your rear end. I'd rather hear that. Okay. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, I got to the point like, oh, I've been on this board for eight years. Why do I need to be the hero? Or maybe not even the hero. Why do I even need to serve? I have served. But I I, I came around and yeah. yesterday, came out of it. yesterday, I turned in my petition with all my signatures. So I will be on the ballot. Sounds to me like there's going to be like seven people on the ballot for these three positions. I might really? not win. Yeah. You know, you start cutting up the vote like that. It's hard mm-hmm. telling where it'll go. Mm-hmm. So 
And if I don't win, you know, I it's just what it is. It's, I won't feel defeated. Let's put it that way. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, I think it's time. I mean, that people stand up and and you've been approached by so many people to run again because you were like, oh, I just don't know that I'm going to. I don't, you know, my heart. I don't know that my heart's in it. You just kind of went back and forth and you've been approached by so many people um, to, to do it. And, you know, even your aunt said to me that you speak for so many people in this county like you don't even know. You don't even know, and I don't know how many people. I don't know. So, um, I'm aware of the people that I do speak for mm-hmm. because they've told me. Mm-hmm. But you know, there, I'm sure there's a huge faction of people that that I don't know, right? That know me and and like what I have to say and think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, know. but you're in a unique situation where you you don't rely on a company, you know, giving you a paycheck. You know, you you and your work and whatever you do, you know, it's corn and beans. And wheat. And oil. <laughs> and and being able to haul that off and make money. It's not. Which is another reason I'm super busy here in December. Mm-hmm. I've got a massive amount of grain. i got to get moved down to the river, which is 50 miles away from here one way. Yeah. Takes some time, especially when you get down there and have to sit in line. That's the reason we're not doing it on Friday right now. I need Fridays to haul grain. Yeah. Yeah. Not saying I won't come back around to Friday, but. Yeah. That's, that's the essential reason that I've been gone for. It's probably been three weeks, hasn't it? Besides a couple so. specials, we did the DB Cooper and then the Rush's uh, real Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving story. Yeah, well, I think that I think it's just kind of a funk. You know, the weather's changed, so it's not sunny anymore at all. So that doesn't help anything. It's and getting every out, day. Yeah. getting outside is not like super fun. It's cold, yuck. And this time of the year, it's just kind of blah. For sure. You know, but it's Christmas season. It's the giving season and um, I'm ready for it. I am too. I'm starting to get back. I'm starting to get in the Christmas mood. Like, yeah. okay, so so <laughs> our, our, our opening music and then I'll, I'll just go on ahead and let the cat out of the bag. Our closing music today is just jazz Christmas music by this guy named B.G. Adair. That's B-E-E-G-I-E-A-D-A-I-R. That's his name, B.G. Adair. He has a go look him up on youtube he's got all kinds of stuff that he's done he's so talented but he has a C- a christmas cd or is it, do you call them cds anymore of course christmas album okay that he did a few years ago i mean called, i call them cds but okay it, i mean is it electronic is it on itunes well yeah of course okay. i mm-hmm. don't know that's, an that's, album that's the maybe. that's the old people coming out of it. it's a cd <laughs> see like my dad would be like that's a christmas eight track <laughs> <laughs> that's an album <laughs> right okay right okay uh but anyway he's got an album called christmas and cocktails and jess and i just love it it's just instrumental christmas music mm-hmm. and that's a sign that i'm getting older too is i like <laughs> christmas music you know i'm perusing through facebook and i'm I got a lot of friends I don't really know, uh-huh. but I see what they post. Uh-huh. And uh, well, I can't believe how people just like, I hate Christmas music. I'm tired of hearing. <laughs> the first day it was okay, but I'm tired of it now. Yeah. And I'm sitting here cruising down the highway, and I'm like, huh, you know, I think I'll throw on some BG. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am yeah. in the Volvo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listening to jazz Christmas music. I love that. I love that. Yeah. It makes me want to get dressed up in a cocktail dress and go to a Christmas party. Go to a Christmas party. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Have some adult beverages and and mingle with your friends. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Mingle with you. I'd rather mingle with you. But Well, of course. Because yeah, it's kind of romantic, you know. Yeah, of course. Candlelit dinner. If you can find that place and make that happen, that would be great. That's, that's, so. I'm going to have to do some work on that. <laughs> oh, I don't know if Bone Gap has a nice restaurant <laughs> like that or not. No, 
Oh, that's all right, though. So, getting in the Christmas spirit, uh, unintentionally, last night, I stayed home last night, which was Friday night, because this is Saturday afternoon. I stayed home. I had a bunch of billing I had to get done for the oil company, but Jess went to a function. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how mm-hmm. much you want me to say. I'm definitely not going to say individual names. No. Yeah. But um, t- tell, tell them about your experience at that function, because you almost had me in tears when you came home. Well, I couldn't keep it together. It was like the faucet turned on at the event, and then I just couldn't get it together. So what happened? <laughs> and I'm not, I know I get emotional on our show and stuff, but Ryan, do I walk around here just crying my oh, eyes out all the time? No. <laughs> no, hopefully I'm laughing no. most of the time. But what we talk Yelling. about super soon, that's not true either. It's not. <laughs> but um, I, so, so our good friends, Fred and Sandy had invited us to this event and it Santa was going to be there and he was there and Alden, who's four and a half now, um, I, I hadn't taken him to see Santa. So this was perfect. And I had actually scheduled dinner with girlfriends. I had to cancel that cause I forgot about the event. Anyways, we went, we go and, um, I see this kid and you know, this kid has got, um, little boy. A little boy. Yep. He's, I think he's about Alden's age because they're about the same size. And usually at this age, you can tell, you know, that they're about the same age because they're the same height or whatever. That's kind of how you judge. And then um, I just noticed this family and this little boy. And for whatever reason, my heart just was, tug- oh, it was called a heart tug. What happened? My heart was just heavy. But why? Um, what about I just this little noticed- boy? I don't want to go into it because people would think that I'm judging and being judgmental about a family and stuff. And I'm, and I'm not, but for whatever reason, when I saw this little boy, it just, um, it tore me up inside for whatever reason. And I asked my friend and I said, can you tell me about this family? And she goes into detail. And I said, in my head, I'm like, okay, this is a God thing. I'm going to do something for him for Christmas. I find out that there's some, there's a sibling and then there's a step sibling possibly and stuff. So, um, I find out a little bit more information and I'm like, this is a total God thing. So after we're done today, I will be going Christmas shopping for this family. Um, just because, just because I don't want them to really necessarily know that it's you and me doing this. No, I don't want to but, but I am going to take it upon myself to do it. I found out some information that'll give me enough information, being a mother, that I can take it and I can go to the store and I can yeah. provide. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to do. And it's it's one of those deals where, it, it, and it, you, you just said it right, you, you don't, you're not casting judgment. No. By no means. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Whenever you walk into a room, generally speaking, with a, just a classroom full of kids, mm-hmm. you know which ones are probably from a less fortunate family than the others. Mm-hmm. You just know. Mm-hmm. And that's, I would say, that's probably what you experienced, right? I saw a lot of my young, young childhood in this child. And way, a lot of the way you were at that age. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that history. And maybe one of these days I'll share that. I'm not ready to share that story right now. But okay. um I like I would want to talk to my mom and my sisters just to but anyways, I, I saw a lot of that in in this this family. And so I just am, you know, I'm well, she, she, Jess came home and told me this, and, and we're not giving you all the details, but you could just imagine mm-hmm. you people are smart. You can imagine 
the 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 person that she saw. You could just imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I found out that this family doesn't want to. Did not. They were not going to come because they couldn't afford the dinner that was provided there. And I'm talking like an eight or nine dollar dinner for right. for a family. There was three of them at like the these time. These are people on. They're they're yeah. on hard times. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they weren't going to come, but they ended up coming. And I said, Ryan, I honestly think that if I wasn't there just to see Santa, it was because of this situation right here. Because God put you right mm-hmm. there. Yeah, yeah. And so we're just. You, I came home and I told you the story and I was crying and I found out that, you know, that somebody had already went shopping for clothing for the, for the kids. But what about toys? You know, what about the joy of giving? Exactly. <laughs> you know, Being like a four Lego or set. five years yeah. old. Yeah. And, and I, rem- I mean, we, most of us probably all of us to some certain extent remember being a kid and how exciting it was to look under the Christmas tree and there's Christmas presents and some of them's got your name on them and yeah. you get to open them up and there's maybe some cool toys or maybe a shirt or a pair of pants that you wanted or something like that. It's mm-hmm. just the excitement and the joy yeah. that kids bring to Christmas. Yes, yes. And when Jess told me all this... I, you were dang near crying. My heart broke. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I look <laughs> at what... I look at how blessed we are. Mm-hmm. I and we live in a society of like everything is so easily accessible and I don't think twice if I need mascara I don't think twice to just go to the drugstore or go to Walmart or Walgreens where it's marked up two dollars higher than everywhere else and just get it just because I need it right or I think that I need it or I want it really right um I don't think about it whenever I go fill up the gas. I mean, I do. When you think about you know being on a budget and that kind of thing, but we just go get it. Yeah. We live in in a day today as adults, if you need something, you just go get it. If you want something, you just go get it. Well, it, it, for the most part, yes. But this just reminds me there's people out there that mm-hmm. that don't. Yeah. That can't. Mhm. And when Jess is telling me about this, my heart just opened up. I I I just I just sit here and I, I think back to my childhood and just how excited I always was for Christmas. And I always knew that I had Christmas presents coming under the tree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always knew that I had clothes that fit me. I always knew that I had just stuff that just you take for granted. Right. Yeah. And it made me start thinking like, you know, I wonder, does, does this young man, does he have a Christmas tree in his house? Does does he even is there presence under it? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I know that there are families out there, and there are families out there that are um, have enough pride that they don't want to get put on the system and get assistance. And it and sounds help. to me like that's the way these people are. Exactly, that's exactly right. I mean, like, you know, I think that there was a donation given to the family, and the family was like. Um, my gosh, this is such a, such a blessing. I have enough money to go get a new pair of tennis shoes, you know, and the souls. Yeah. And it and wasn't threads, like a $10,000 check that was given. To no, them. no, this was just a few hundred, but, um, but he had enough left over after that to just go get a new pair of tennis shoes to work in, uh, to do miscellaneous. So I, I and it's things like that. If I need just, a new pair of tennis shoes, yeah. I just go buy a pair. It was a good, it was a good humbling, but it's, you know, 
when God lays something like that on your heart, I really truly believe like you either obey that or you ignore it and move on. But I am choosing to obey that feeling that that heart tug that I'm explaining or trying to explain in the best way I can. I am obeying that feeling because this is how God uses people. That's right. He he puts people in your path or whatever. This is the, what I believe. You don't have to believe it. You believe whatever you want. But I believe that I was there last night. Something happened. And I'm like, this is an absolute 100% fact. And of course, I come home. I consult with my husband. And I say, what do you think? And how can we help? And this is what. And so we talked about options. So we have some things that we are going to do. Um, and that's just our decision. So anyway, I want to do a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about the Christmas tree. Whenever I, I'm so empathetic to this. You think about the Christmas tree and the Christmas presents that's underneath it or might not be underneath it. I mean, if, if they didn't want to go to that function last night because of the $9 meal, mm-hmm. I can't I, just using deductive reasoning. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine there's probably going to be a whole lot of Christmas presents under that tree mm-hmm. because we have a bunch of zero degree weather coming in a week mm-hmm. and it's going to take some extra propane or natural gas to keep the house warm. I I have never had to worry about anything like that. And 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 as an adult sitting here as a Christian and, and a, a, under construction, but as a Christian under construction who wants to be a good person, I, I just, I feel like I want to help these people out so much, mm-hmm. especially the kids. Well, that's what the season is about. I really think it's about giving and it starts, you know, and, and it's unfortunate that we only look at like it as a season and it doesn't happen all year round. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's, I think it does happen all year round, but it's only maybe talked about right now. And I'm just spitballing at this point, but it, it should be happening every single week, you know, when you go to church or whatever, you should be, you should be able to go. But I'm, what I'm afraid of is that some of these families out there that don't get put in the system, you know, um, the truly in need families, not the generational people on, on welfare. And, and I hope that doesn't offend anybody, but we all know that that's true. You know, people just raise kids to just be put on the system again and get their welfare check. And, um, I don't think that that's the way this, that system was designed, but there are families out there that have pride enough that they will not get food stamps and they will not get on a system of assistance of any sort because of their pride. And they're not, they're going to work for every single penny, every single thing that is in their home with nobody's help. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and it's a deal where like somebody falls on hard times. Yeah. You know, maybe a family member gets sick and it takes a hell of a lot of money to try mm-hmm. to keep, try to get them nursed back to health, mm-hmm. choose into everything they got. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, but they're still too damn proud, which I, I commend a million percent too damn proud mm-hmm. to get on any public aid to, and expect it to become somebody else's problem. Yeah. It, it's, those are the people I'm dying to help. Mm-hmm. I, but the problem is, is, since they are proud, it's hard to find them. Right. Because they, they, yeah, you're exactly right. That was my point. Yeah. Saying all that. It's just so hard to find those people. So, so to each and every one of you that's listening right now, if you guys know of anybody that falls into that category that I'm speaking of, and you would like some help, I, I want to help, especially kids. 
young kids, I want to help as much as I possibly can. Um, and you know, you just said something about parents that are kind of chronically on welfare mm-hmm. and they have kids just to get a bigger check. Even Well, I didn't mean it that way. You didn't? I meant, I meant it like they raise their children up to say, hey, this is how you get on welfare. You know, after they're yeah. out of high school, okay, they're 18 okay, okay. and they're eligible to get on their well, the welfare that's, system. That's the chronic poverty mm-hmm. state. Yes. Anyways. But even those kids, though, that fall into that category and mm-hmm. those are their parents, mm-hmm. my heart bleeds for them. Absolutely. Because they're kids. Mm-hmm. They're kids. They're still innocent. Yeah. They don't, they don't have any idea. So, like I said, if any of you guys know anybody anywhere in the United States that needs help, I mean. If you wouldn't mind to email that instead of like Facebook message or, and I know you think that Facebook messaging and TikTok messaging is great, but at the same time, like our email, Ryan works during the week. <laughs> so our email is easiest to track that down. Yeah. And, and um, I would say that that's the best way to let us know. So Yeah. That we can- and, and in the subject line, put something like family that needs help. Mm-hmm. And I and mm-hmm. I'm not looking. I will not. I'm not looking for any notoriety for it. I'm, I'm a secret Santa. Yeah, I'm serious. But I, we need information. But I, I need mean, to know where yeah. Santa needs to go. Yeah, you know. And and if you guys, I mean, you guys are the greatest listeners in podcast land. If you guys can help anybody, even if it's just ten bucks, even it's pay, even if it's just paying for that nine dollar meal, mm-hmm. what that could mean to somebody, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Even if even if it means going out and you just see the six year old, you're like, man, that that kid, I'd spend thirty bucks on a new coat for him. Yeah, or, th- or a new pair of shoes, or a new pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, or a Carhartt sweatshirt or a hooded sweatshirt. You know, something yeah. nice and warm and comfortable. Yeah, I, I I I just just thinking about that kind of stuff. It just I I don't I don't care what's under the present. You know, under the tree for me. Mm-hmm. I care what's under the present or what's under the tree for these people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And making sure their house is warm and they're not picking between propane and Christmas presents. Right. Or supper and propane. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I went so far last night as to tell Jess, I said, I don't know who these people are. I don't know where they live. I don't know. I don't even know how they heat their house. If it's with wood, I'm going to go grab a chainsaw and I'm going to start chopping it and help them out. Uh, if it's with propane, I'm calling my vendor and I'm saying, Hey, don't tell nobody. Go straight over there and fill that tank up. Just bill it to me. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's kids that live in that house. I just, I want them. You, know, you guys know. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you guys know. Yeah, yeah. Mm, what a joyful time. And that's the spirit of the season right there. That's Yeah, yeah. That's the way, in my opinion, good Christians need to be looking at it. Mm-hmm. God gave us Jesus. We need to be able to give Jesus to other people. Mm-hmm. So. And it all originates. I mean, it's a change of heart too you know if I'm walking in there not paying attention to anything but myself and my child and what he's going to tell Santa and taking pictures and just opening in that moment just for Alden and I and nobody else and my eyes aren't open to to giving or giving back or anything like then I then I've missed it I've just missed the mark so yeah um yeah I try to be thoughtful so seriously guys if you know of anybody please get a hold of us and if I can't afford it, I guarantee you I can raise some money. Oh, I, okay. I will be able to afford it okay. to help somebody out that really needs help. Yeah. That's the key, though. Really needs help. And this has opened up conversation about charity and all kinds of other things that we could do next year, you know, being more prepared. Um, 
this has really done, you know, it, it's given us some things to think about. So mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. And so it's we got total, something coming down the line. It's a, yes. Ooh. We got something coming down the line. This is a total God thing, uh, what I'm talking about. So that's, it's, we, it's just really cool. Anyways, go on with your, your we are, half announcement. We are still working on the details here, but we will have a big announcement after the new year. Are you going to hint anything? It's just going to help about? people. It's just, it's nothing. It's not, it's, it's just going to, it's, it's something that I'm putting, or we are putting together to help people. Help people. Help people. Okay. Namely, younger people. Younger people. Yes. Specific younger people. We'll just or? have to see. Okay. <laughs> That's all the hint you're going to give out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Keep them guessing. Exactly. Keep them on their toes. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you wanting to get into the news? Uh, if you want to. Yeah. Yeah, we can do it. I've I've got a stack here. Okay. So what was funny is the last time we were supposed to do this podcast, I I had the research done, uh-huh. and then I fell ill. But then we did record one, and then yeah, it was we just started like, on one, and then Eve. That's the other thing. Ryan and I just went on. I mean, we were just griping the entire just thing, bitching. Just him and I were just going back and forth, just griping about everything. And I just ended up saying all- some crap that, like, I don't <laughs> want out there because it could just it could paint a bullseye on my back that I don't necessarily need. Although it's stuff that needs to be said. Yeah, but we're not ready for that yet. No. <laughs> No, so, it was really funny because after that, we're just we both threw our headphones off and we're like, "No, screw it, no, I'm gonna go get a seven and seven. <laughs> Scratch that one, delete. We'll start over. And some I deleted other time. it this morning. That's it's good. gone now. That's good. But no, I mean, I had a stack of stuff. I was ready to go, and some of those stories are now completely outdated. So I threw them out. Some of them have survived the test of time, and we will hear from them today. But. You want to get into some news? Yeah. Let's ready to hear do it. it. I got some doozies here. So as usual, as I'm hauling grain, I'm back to on Twitter, uh, back to on some certain news sites, just perusing headlines. And I found one that jumped out at me from NBCBoston.com. Boston City Council approves lowering voting age to 16. You think about that, mom. I don't think about that. What were you doing when you were 16? Getting in, not trying to get in trouble. <laughs> Getting in trouble, but not trying to get caught. <laughs> right. <laughs> doing things that I thought I was grown up enough to do that exactly. I wasn't. Exactly. Like, no, you should not be out after 10 or 11 p.m. Ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Until you're over the age of 18. But that's my opinion. <laughs> I mean, I that's remember whenever opinion. I was 16 years old, I didn't smoke, but my best friend did. And we'd drive around going up and down Main Street and him be <laughs> smoking and throwing cigarette butts out the window. Just <laughs> cool as hell, right? Yeah. It's like we're getting away with something. And I wasn't even smoking. Yeah. You were just like, this is cool. That's what I was doing at 16. Oh, man. Looking at the pretty girls who never wanted anything to do with me because I didn't go through puberty till I was about 24. <laughs> But Boston thinks these 16-year-olds are wise enough and refined enough Mm. to make informed decisions when voting. Mm. If the measure is approved, Boston will become one of the largest cities in the U.S. to give 16- and 17-year-olds the power to vote. Uh, With a a majority vote, that's 9 to 4, the Boston City Council approved lowering the voting age to 16- and 17-year-olds to participate in local elections. So this won't be in state elections or federal elections. This will just be local. In other words, I'm guessing they could probably vote maybe on a sheriff or a school board member, things like that. 
co-sponsors Julie Mejia and Kenzie Bach introduced the amendment earlier this year after her former director of public policy, remember this, his name is Jason or Jacob, I don't even know how to say his last name, Jason D. Belcourt, De Belcourt. That's what we're going to call it. Persuaded her into bringing it to the city council. Nothing is permanent, said DeBelcourt, who helped draft the initial petition. You know, you can make any change that you want. Okay, so I watched the NBC News Boston the the uh, video clip of this. Okay, this Jason DeBelcourt uh-huh. is trans. He is a fat, fat man dressed up as a woman. Oh, and okay. and he's the one that's I guess kind of the tip of the spear here, trying to get this pu- or. Well, got it pushed through, at least on on behalf of the city council. Okay. Why would a trans care if a 16-year-old can vote for, coming down from 18 years old? Why? Well, I can I can theorize. Go ahead. Um, if they, I mean, well, I don't know. Okay, here's his reasoning and his logic. Okay. A lot of young people are working jobs, are paying taxes, and we have a bit of a belief that no taxation without representation is a thing we're supposed to believe in. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay. I totally agree with you. I feel like our government is crazily taxed, and the American people are crazy taxed, and none of it is represented in in the right light. Listen. I agree with that. I don't agree with this person. Listen. Using that as justification for a sixteen-year-old to vote. No, uh-uh. no. You can tell he's from Boston, though. No taxes, no taxation without representation, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's like a northeast thing. Okay. Which I mean, there's there's something to be said about that. Don't get me wrong. Here's why I think that's flawed. A sixteen-year-old that works part time at Dick Sporting Goods or McDonald's or wherever their entry-level position job is that pays minimum wage or slightly there there more than you know. They're not paying taxes. You ever heard of the earned income tax credit? That's true. Yeah. That's yeah, true. maybe some comes out of their uh, paycheck. They get it all back. Yeah. That's and why then you some. Them, that's why you see them go crazy like in February whenever they get their tax return. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the Boston mayor still has to sign this before it moves on. And after she signs it, if she signs it, and I haven't seen where she did or didn't, it goes on to the Massachusetts legislator, who then will have to decide or not whether this is going to happen. It won't happen. I hope you're right. I do too. Because I can tell you right now, whenever I was 18 years old, Uh I probably didn't need to be voting. Yeah. But did you? (laughs) Yes, I did. Uh, I think I did. I did, for sure. Let's see here. The first presidential election I was old enough to vote in was George W. Bush in 2001. Oh. The contested one with him and Al Gore in Florida. Oh, okay. That was the first one. Yeah. My first one was Obama Bush. Or okay. Obama, Obama, uh, I see not, his face. Not Bush. No, not Bush. McCain. McCain. Yeah. Yeah. Who are both pieces of shit? I still cringed. Oh, you I had cringed. to get you had yeah. to get drunk. I didn't get like completely him. drunk to vote. No, for I was only eighteen, so I wasn't drunk at all. I would have still got drunk. <laughs> I was still nerve. I was nervous going into the polling booth, but I, I mean, I did go vote. I remember. Oh man, so uh, something that happened like ten days ago that I, we we can't just ignore. Okay. You ever heard of Brittany Griner? <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. <sighs> Do we know if she's a if 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 she? Okay. There's theories out there that she's actually not a, a woman biologically. Oh, I don't know. Okay, so we don't know that. Okay, we don't know. I haven't heard that. Oh, you haven't? No. Okay. I haven't read that or seen that anywhere. That's a pretty solid theory. Really? She's uh-huh. a Leah Thomas? Yeah, I mean, that's I mean that's just what they're... I don't know. I'm just saying. I just wondered if you'd heard that. What was Leah Thomas's real name? William. William. So, we'll just call Brittany Griner William Griner. Ryan. <laughs> no, her name's Brittany. As far as we know, Brittany. And... uh and she was released back to the... She's back playing. Traded. Mm-hmm. She was traded for uh, the Merchant of Death. Uh, it's a guy from Russia that we were holding because he was a huge arms dealer. He he would deal arms with anybody that hates America, really. Terrorists, the Taliban, uh, Al-Qaeda, Russia. He was a Russian. But anyway, so we traded to get Brittany back from um, Russia. And for those of you who don't know, the reason she was in Russia is because last February she got off an airplane, had her vaping crap, and I guess one of these vaping cartridges had um, cannabis, cannabis oil in it, a very small amount, which is completely illegal in Russia. And they threw the book at her and threw it hard. The reason also that this got any notoriety is because she is a WNBA player. Mm-hmm. She's a celebrity. And she's a lesbian okay okay so she's a woman lesbian wnba player and black mm-hmm. okay from foxnews.com Brittany griner breaks silence following russian prisoner swap vows to return for uh upcoming season for the wnba it feels so good to be home the last 10 months have been a battle at every turn i dug deep to keep my faith and it was more or it was the love from so many of you that helped keep me going from the bottom of my heart. Thank you to everyone for your help. She wrote in the post. That was an Instagram post that she made. Uh, Griner returned to the U S last week after by after the Biden administration and Russia agreed to a prisoner swap in which Griner would be released from a Russian penal colony exchange for Victor Bout, a convicted arms dealer known as the merchant of death. President Biden, you brought me home, and I know you are committed to bringing Paul Whelan and all Americans home, too, Griner said Friday. Paul Whelan is a guy that was accused of being, he's an American, and he he was in uh, Russia in 2018, accused of being a spy, and he's been detained ever since by the Russians. So we traded for Brittany Griner and just left Paul behind. But you know what Paul doesn't have going for him? He's not a celebrity. And the other thing that's significant about Brittany Griner and you've read a lot about is she uh, is one of the people back during the George Floyd stuff yeah, that said the WNBA needs to stop playing the national anthem before games. Mm-hmm. And the WNBA said, no, we're going to keep playing the national anthem. So Brittany and then I think one of her teammates – just stayed in the locker room during the playing of the anthem. I read reports they knelt, kneeled, knelt, kneeled or knelt. They kneeled during the anthem, but I never saw that substantiated anywhere. She always just said she stayed in the locker room. Either or, I mean, so here you are, you hate America, you wind up in a Russian prison camp, and I wonder if she loves America now. 
What do you think? I don't know. I wonder what she thinks about America now. I I wonder if I wonder if her time in prison was like really a hard time in prison or if she was catered to. I don't know. I well, don't, I don't know. Because if either. you were legit like in prison, like some of the horror stories that I've heard of and read of, like Well, she was in a labor camp. I've seen those pictures. It looks pretty easy. <laughs> I mean, she didn't have a shovel in her hand. We're not talking about physical labor. Oh, <laughs> We're talking okay. about maybe standing and folding laundry or something. But you it's, know, one of the big questions I have is not if, taking away that that is work. Yes, it is. But as far as like physical labor and I don't know. Well, one of the questions I have, and somebody's got to ask this, and it's insensitive. It's very insensitive to ask that. But if Griner wasn't a celebrity, lesbian, black WNBA player, would she still be in Russia right now? I don't know. I mean, if she, if she was a heterosexual white woman from flyover country who was vacationing to Moscow and got caught for the exact same thing, would Biden have made this deal? Or at that point, do you negotiate for Paul Whelan versus the heterosexual white woman? Yeah, and why hasn't it been why hasn't it been negotiated since I mean, why hasn't this guy been negotiated for prior to anything? Yeah, I don't know. And I, I saw some tweets of people bitching at Trump because Whalen was over there whenever Trump was still president and Trump didn't get him out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the ins and outs of that are. Mm-hmm. I I don't. I don't have any idea. I don't know who Trump well, I guess we yeah, we still had this this uh Victor guy in our custody back then but maybe trump just wasn't he's like i'm not going to give this guy up this guy's dangerous he wants to kill people Mm -hmm. he has killed people supplied them with arms that's ended up killing americans you know but the other thing that i got to thinking after i read these headlines and and learn more about the situation is what the hell is it with our government trading pos's foreign terrorists in return for half-ass Americans. Yeah. Think of Bo Bergdahl. Remember that? Obama gave Al-Qaeda like five people. For that one guy. For that one guy that what defected yes. from his military unit. He went AWOL, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Weird. And then I think he ended up joining these Islamic jihadists and decided, well, this isn't what it's cracked up to be and wanted to come home. Mm-hmm. And Obama got him back home, but gave five of these terrorists back. And if I'm not mistaken, one or two of the terrorists that Obama gave back mm-hmm. was involved in murdering a couple of the Americans during the botched Afghanistan withdrawal last August. Really? Or two August ago now. Yeah. What? One of the guys that we held at Gitmo ended up back over there in Afghanistan and killed an American. It just, it reminds me of the movie Saving Private Ryan. Have you ever seen that movie? It's been a long time and maybe I haven't. Such the language, a good movie. Yeah, I don't think that my mom let me watch all of that because of the yeah. language. When but I was younger. Whenever I, I thought of this, it makes me want to, I might watch that movie this afternoon. We might have to. It's hmm. such a good movie. Yeah. But it reminds me of the scene in Saving Private Ryan whenever you have this character named Hopham and you know, he, he was basically a weak coward. He was American, mm-hmm. but he was a weak coward soldier. And he had this German in custody. And his job was to make this German dig his own grave, shoot him and throw him in it. And as this German is digging his own grave, he's just begging Hopham. 
Mm-hmm. You know, don't kill me, don't kill me. And he starts singing the half-ass American or the national anthem. Oh, say can you see? Mm. Oh, say can you see? Because that's all he knew of it. Oh, okay. Hoppum ended up letting this German go because he just he didn't want to kill him. Which I mean, humanity in him or whatever it is. Well, what's this German do? He ends up back on the front lines for Germany and starts killing Americans. Well, Hoppum comes across him later in the movie and kills him. But it, it, the reason it made me think of this is Hopham is the United States. This German is the terrorist that we're trading. Yeah. We're letting them go to get right back on the front lines and kill our people. Yeah. What the hell? I, I just, I don't get it. But that's, that's what I think about the Brittany Griner thing. Now, from the fact that she's an American, even though I disagree with, her staying in the locker room during the playing of the national anthem or the kneeling at the national anthem or slamming America. I, I disagree with that totally, but she is still an American and I am glad that she's back on American soil because she's an American. She has a right to do that kind of crap and I have the right to not watch the WNBA, which I didn't watch it and I'm not going to watch it because it's boring. Women's basketball is boring to me. So that'll piss some people off, won't it? maybe i don't know they probably think the exact same way you do on it probably yeah probably so guess what what's that we have an ass of the week (laughs) (laughs) oh webster we haven't heard him in a while we haven't we haven't yeah (laughs) and guess who the ass of the week this week is I have no idea. Mitch McConnell. Okay, he deserves that. He mm-hmm. is a POS. Yeah. And he is not for, <laughs> he's not for America. He is not for the Republican Party. No. He's, he's all about himself. Mm. All about himself. He made comments this past Tuesday that, gosh, you once again, you people in Kentucky, you got it right with Rand Paul. You could not fail harder with Mitch McConnell. The man is old. The natural look on his face is that he's always got to take a shit. Oh, jeez, right. It's honestly, it's what he looks like. Yeah, he's he looks Nick, awful. Nick's name, he's nicknamed the turtle, but he always just looks like he's in a, a hard grunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and a lot of people in the mainstream media do not talk about Mitch McConnell in the light that he needs to be talked in, talked about in because he did not support and is still not supporting candidates who are contesting their elections or candidates who actually ran and had a good chance like he didn't throw any money he's in control of the republican party's money in promoting these candidates he owns a yeah he's he's he is a a major major player when it comes to the political action committee and the money when where it goes yeah to support candidates yeah can you explain that like in layman's terms like he has this pot of gold Basically. Yeah. And you and I are the Republican National Committee helps him raise a bunch of money. Yeah. So that he can support Republicans from coast to coast to win their races. With advertisement. Advertising, yes. Print, you know, print papers with mailings, with whatever. Radio. Yes, exactly. So let's just say Ryan and I decide to run for state senate 
yeah. or governor of Illinois. You and I are both Republican. We're both running. Right. And then say Trump comes out and endorses you, Ryan. Right. But I'm like, okay, Mitch, we're buddies. You're supposed to endorse me. And I'm funded by George Soros also, who's a globalist. Anyways, so then Mitch throws money at me instead of at you, right. Ryan. Whenever I'm the, the true conservative. Yes. When you're the true American first, whatever. And then there's a runoff like neck and neck. Yeah. Between the two of us. And I end up winning because so exactly. it, it gets very, very confusing and it's very convoluted and it's wrong. Um, this is why conservatives have a hard time winning. getting together because they think that people like Mitch McConnell know what they're doing and they think that they're the best players of the play. And he's he's wrong. <laughs> he's wrong on so many levels. He's establishment. He's yes, deep state. Deep state. So th- that's how... Well, here, That's how I would explain it in layman's terms, I and, guess. And the easiest way also to explain this in layman's terms, and we talked about this a month ago or so, was when it comes to Mitch deciding what Senate candidates he is going to support, you got to remember, if a, if one of these Senate candidates win, once you get there, you have to vote on who is going to lead the party. Yes. Mitch is the Senate minority leader right now because Republicans are in the minority. He was the Senate majority leader back whenever Trump was in there because he was in the majority. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you're a candidate running for Senate and you say, if I get elected, I am not going to support Mitch McConnell to be our majority leader. Mm-hmm. I'm going to support, you name him, Somebody Ted else. Cruz, yeah. whoever, mm-hmm. Rand Paul. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. But I'm not supporting Mitch McConnell. Well, Mitch is the guy that's control. He's got the checkbook. Mm-hmm. To write the checks, to get you advertisement, to get you on TV, to get you right. out there, to try to help you win. You start saying you're going against Mitch, Mitch says, you ain't getting my money. So, therefore, you're going to have to do it on your own and raise your own money. And, yeah. Anyways. I got a lot to say about Deep this. State. And I, and, okay. I, and I have a sound clip of Mitch McConnell from Tuesday at a press conference discussing what happened in November. Looking back at 22, uh, some of you may recall... I never said there was a red wave. I said we had a bunch of close races. And um, looking at each race separately, I wasn't making that up. We had a bunch of close races. We ended up having a candidate quality time. Anybody remember who mentioned that back in August? Look at Arizona. Look at New Hampshire. And a challenging situation in Georgia as well. We had an opportunity to relearn one more time. You have to have quality candidates to win competitive Senate races. Our ability to control the primary outcome was quite limited in 22 because of the support of the former president proved to be very decisive in these primaries. So my view was do the best you can with the cards you're dealt Uh, Hopefully in the next uh, cycle, we'll have quality candidates everywhere and a better outcome. What a jackass. What a total jackass. Let's dissect the things that he said. You ready? Yes. We ended up having a candidate quality issue. In other words, we're not putting forth good candidates. We're not putting forth middle of the roaders like I want. We're putting forth some conservatives. America first candidates mcconnell went on to say look at arizona look at new hampshire and a challenging situation in georgia as well well let's go on ahead mitch let's look at arizona you ready 
Blake Masters. Headline, September 20th, 2022. Well before the election in early November. From the Washington Examiner, McConnell-aligned PAC pulls another $9.6 million out of Arizona. You know what Blake Masters said? He's not going to support Mitch McConnell for to be Senate Majority Leader if we take the Senate. Mm. So what's Mitch do? He pulls the money from him. This had nothing to do with a quality candidate. We had a quality candidate. You're the asshole that wouldn't give him money and help him out. Same thing with New Hampshire. You had Dan Baldock. Remember him? Yeah. Washington Examiner, headline 10-22-22. That's October 22nd, a couple weeks before the election. Headline, McConnell-aligned super PAC pulls $5 million from New Hampshire Senate race. But you know what Don Baldock said? I'm not going to support Mitch McConnell to be majority leader. That is not a quality candidate issue. (laughs) That is a McConnell issue. He doesn't like the fact that somebody's not going to fall in line right behind him. And, you know, in this soundbite, I don't know if you caught it, but he he also said, you know, I I warned these people back in August of 22 (laughs) that we did have quality candidates, and I'm afraid that we don't have quality candidates. Yeah. You know, he warned us back in 20, back in August. From the Hill on 8-2022. GOP Senate outlook grows dimmer amid candidate quality concerns per Mitch McConnell. Nothing like your quarterback telling the whole world how bad your team is two months before the game. Yeah. Yeah. What an inspiration, Mitch. Way to lead the team. Yeah. And that makes Mitch McConnell a piece of shit (laughs) ass of the week yeah not only that like whenever these like contested races such as blast blake masters and uh carrie lake and then herschel walker i think herschel eventually conceded in this last go around but he did um i i don't understand why money is just not being thrown at these lawsuits from the republican party saying no we won arizona and here's why and let's show you why. Well, I mean, Carrie Lake's team submitted a 70-page lawsuit after they certified the election there. 70 pages of information for... If that, uh, when is it going to stop? I don't know. But you know How what? How do you stop after it? This, after this election in 22, just in November, I had this hangover of just like this sick feeling in my stomach. Like these people are honestly cheating and doing all kinds of Arizona is a border state being overran by illegals right now. Like they've been overran for two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Their law enforcement is overworked. Just listen to some of the interviews. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I have a hard time actually believing that Katie Hobbs who was actually in charge of the Arizona election. I don't know if anybody knows that or if you, yeah, she's secretary of state. Yeah, secretary of state in is in charge. charge of the elections of your state. And she won the governor, which is definitely a conflict of interest. Wouldn't I like to be in charge of, I mean, hypothetically, this is totally exact, hypothetically. Right. I'm running for school board. Wouldn't I like to be in charge of the election? Yeah. Make sure I win. Like, how do you, how, how do you do that? How does that how even that, happen? How is that not a conflict of interest? Right. How did, how does it get that far? How yeah. does it get that far? I, I don't know. Yeah. I so, don't know. Anyways. Um, uh, yeah. And I don't know what to do to change it. 
I mean, bitch about it, obviously. Well, we can't do anything in Arizona. No. We're residents in Illinois. Right. But, I, yeah, exactly. Well, the Republican National Committee mm. could help. Did you hear about the information that came out from, the, from them? No. What happened? Oh, about how much money they've been spending on flowers and limousines and private air and all that. Millions and millions of do- dollars. And well, ever since, like, Ronna McDaniel. McDaniel has been in charge, she's, yeah, all of the finances have been put out. There's a lot of people saying she needs to go. Oh, yeah. We, I think she will. I think she will. Mike she Lindell doubled is, down on it yesterday. I read an article where she said she, she doesn't want to go anywhere. That's she fine. Wants to stay she's right establishment. Here. That's yeah. fine. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, well, and she's not America First Policy either. So, I believe it or not, Mike Lindell is running for that seat. Yeah. yeah. Did you know he's reinstated on Twitter? Which I don't have any Twitter news, guys, and I'm sorry because you don't? there's so much going on. Listen. Here is my Twitter news. Can I say something? Go ahead. I downloaded the Twitter app. You're on Twitter now? <laughs> I am. Under what? Your name or Mrs. Bizzles and Barrels? I don't even or know. Or user 1,300. And- <laughs> I don't know my Twitter handle, but it's like <laughs> Mrs. B and B or something one. I don't remember because I couldn't. Bushels and Barrels was way too hard, and I'm like, Ugh. I guess I could be at Jessica, but you whatever. Just be Jessica, yeah. I guess I could be. I'm not. I'm following Ryan, so you could find me that way. <laughs> Anyways, I downloaded Twitter because they started leaking the Twitter files. Um, so I think they've got a part six. Part six was put out this morning, like Saturday morning. We're we're gonna we're gonna go over the Twitter files. Yeah. It won't be today, but we are gonna go over the Twitter files because they're awesome. So they if anybody awesome. thinks that it was like a conspiracy that they're hiding and doxing people, and you remember whenever I said the word doxed, and you're like, what does that even mean? And yeah. I'm like, it's it's publicly shaming, publicly taking you out and canceling you and whatever. And then Twitter or Elon is doxxed by these CNN reporters mm-hmm. because they publicly shared his real-time information where him and his son were at. What they're doing is they know the end number on his jet. Okay, So they're tracking him. Well, so they're sharing whenever his it, jet takes off in real time, they're yeah. always telling you where that jet's at. But that puts a person in danger. If somebody doesn't like that person... You want to talk about somebody it. becoming unalived real quick? Yes. That's an easy way to do it. Exactly. So he's like, this is not okay. We're not going to do this. Yes. It's not okay. So, so he so, banned these people. Yeah. for they awesome. sus- No, suspended him for a week. Oh, yeah, that's so right. So these right. CNN reporters are suspended. And then they get online or on television and say, why are we... You know, we are going to have to to revisit this relationship with Twitter and CNN because we can't just, literally they said this out loud, we can't just ban people for no reason at all. They did all the time for the past three years. They said that out loud on oh, television. So, so suddenly the people that's the gods of misinformation right. and don't care about free speech. Yes. Now they want all the information and they care about free speech. Exactly. AKA we need to, everybody needs to know where Elon's jet is. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I find that extremely Hilarious, And then they were mad because, you know, Elon's not sharing this information, the Twitter files with these CNN reporters. He's not giving them any of the stories. And they're like, well, how can he just do that? This is a threat to our First Amendment rights. And um, he's a private business owner and he doesn't have to tell the media anything if he doesn't want That's to. That's exactly right. Like, he doesn't have to. <laughs> tell. He can pick and choose who he tells information to, period. And then they can choose to share it out. No, I agree that he should release everything and we should find out everything. And there, you know, I remember reading this theory that 
Twitter and Facebook. They have all of these former FBI agents, CIA agents working for them and blah, blah, blah. And that was written off as a conspiracy. Mm -hmm. But it's not. Yeah. It's not. Right. Right. James Baker was the was fired by the FBI, got a job at at Twitter, Twitter and has now been let go from Twitter. But he was involved. He in, was the liaison between Twitter and, and the, the federal government. Yes. About what are we going to allow to be shown on Twitter and what are we going mm-hmm. to throttle, block or cancel? So I don't know. You theorists out there, hang in there with me because I think this stuff is. Getting it's funny. Further. A lot of this is starting to come true. Mm-hmm. And now that these Twitter fires files are being released. Uh, we're starting to see it. it yeah. been, and like I said, I will go over this stuff. I'll put it all together. I just don't have it together for this. Cause too much other stuff. Yeah. To go well, to. Well, that's here. my, that, that's my Twitter. I'm paying attention to the Twitter files and, um, I downloaded Twitter only because Elon owns it only because it sounds like he is for freedom of speech and I am here to read about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not really posting anything. I'm just <laughs> reading my head off. That's, so, that's so, another uh, of my late night reads. The the country duo Big and Rich, right? Uh-huh. John Rich. Mm-hmm. He's, I think he's a pretty solid American conservative yeah, absolutely, guy. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. I, I bet you he thinks a lot like me and you. Sure. So I know he does. he's on yeah. Twitter and I read this this morning. You know, like I've told you guys, uh, lots of times the, the best parts of Twitter or TikTok or sometimes even Facebook are not the person that posted what they posted is the comments the comments are golden Mm -hmm. so john rich this morning tweeted um elon needs to and he tagged elon in it he said elon needs to get ready for the fbi to raid his home or watch out for the fbi to raise his home yeah elon responded he put i don't have a home okay oh so that was funny right because you're like Elon doesn't yes, you have a do. home. Silly goose. I don't know. Where's it at? <laughs> I, Hell, I don't, don't know. know. But probably Elon says. Mars. Elon says I don't. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but Elon says I don't have a home. So right then I go to that comment uh-huh. and I start reading the comments below, <laughs> like who responded to Elon saying I don't have a home. Yeah. Somebody on there put the words "breaking" in caps colon homeless man buys Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's good. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that's good. But okay, I like it. this is a great transition here. You said something about CNN and some of their reporters getting doxxed or, mm-hmm. or canceled here for a week. Mm-hmm. One of the stories in my stack here has to do with CNN. Okay. Is there ever a good time to watch CNN? I try. I really try because I always want to get that. Yeah. Try to no. try to yeah, get the no. full picture. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so spun to like medical conditions and brought to you by Pfizer, which all media is anyway. So whenever you realize that, like everything is brought to you by Pfizer or (laughs) Johnson and Johnson approved. Sure. (laughs) Like, no, I don't, I can't. So really there's no good reason to ever watch CNN. Uh, No. Uh I beg to differ. Oh, okay. There is one time. Okay. And I've never done it, but I have seen (laughs) clips of it that I think it'd be a good time to watch CNN. Okay. So I guess the past three or four years, CNN, just like Fox News, just like ABC, NBC, they have their New Year's Eve celebration where yes. they count it down and they make have guests and things like that. The thing that has been setting CNN apart for the past few years is they let their on-air personalities, who Drink. are generally famous, get smashed. <laughs> Like, get freaking smashed during the show. And these on-air personalities, like Don Lemon a couple years ago, who is a flaming-ass moronic liberal. Yeah. And 
de Blasio, the former mayor of New York, uh-huh. who is a flaming ass liberal. Don Lemon got drunk and went after him on TV. I remember that. I do remember <laughs> that. It went nuts, like viral. <laughs> okay, so here's your headline. CNN bans on-air drinking during New Year's Eve broadcasts <laughs> except for two hosts. <laughs> oh, and, Andy Cohen and, and uh, Anderson Cooper are still allowed to drink. And I, so that, that prompted me to go see, like, okay, well, wonder why they're still allowed to. What kind of, I, maybe they're doing more harmless content. Andy Cohen has been drinking on TV for years, <laughs> like probably close to decades now. But yeah. Let me redo you a little bit. And I got a sound clip for you. It's great. Okay. All right. See, this is, this is one of those stories I had two or three weeks ago yeah. that withstood the test of time here because it's just worth having. So CNN's new boss told staffers that on air talent won't be able to booze it up. When the ball drops on December 31st to ring in 2023, although the yearly shindigs host Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper will be exempt from the ban. Man, if I was Don Lemon, I'd be pissed. <laughs> He's still probably paying that fine to right. <laughs> Palacio or whatever his name is. The left-leaning cable network's new CEO, Chris Light, told employees at a town hall meeting at the network's Midtown Manhattan headquarters earlier this week that on-camera drinking damaged CNN's credibility in the eyes of viewers. <laughs> bullshit yeah okay <laughs> all right mr light i'm gonna tell you right now what has damaged your credibility has absolutely nothing to do with drinking right <laughs> it's oh constant goodness. lies that come off of your broad your broadcast network is yes. the reason nobody believes you yes the clampdown comes after cnn personalities like don lemon got demonstrably tipsy and boozy at a new year at new year's eve festivities so Anyway, I go out, I get on YouTube, and I have to find Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen and why they're still allowed to drink. Well, here's why. Because they just get plain stupid. And in this case, they're talking to Snoop Dogg. And I want to play a game with you called, Have You Gotten High There? Okay, I'm going to run through various locations, and I want to know if you have gotten high in them, okay? All right. Snoop. I like that. Have you gotten high? Uh, yeah, I do too. Have you gotten high on a yacht? I have got high there. Yes. I know yes. the answer to this one because you talked about it on Watch What Happens Live. Have you gotten high at the White House? And you do know that. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Have Even you gotten Obama. high at Martha Stewart's house? What is happening? Just let and me the handle this. Answer would be Y E S. Yes, yes, yes. Did you get Martha high? Did you get Martha high? This is the new CNN. I would have to say, if, if, if secondhand smoke counts, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay, Snoop, have you gotten high at a bar mitzvah? You wouldn't believe me if I told you what that answer is going to be. Yes, yes, yes. I knew it. I knew it. Because you were performing. Some rich guy paid you yes. to perform at his kid's bar mitzvah. Yes. And you were like, I am going to get so high. And he told me to do whatever you want to do. 
<laughs> Where am I? Right. Okay. Where am I? Okay. <laughs> Have you gotten high at an NFL football game? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I almost got thrown out. <laughs> yes, you did. Okay. Have you gotten yes. high at an award show? <laughs> huh? How many? <laughs> yes, Vinny, you're yes, doing that yes. in the mic, and it's. I'm sorry. I yes, you have. Okay. Until I got high. <laughs> I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high. Uh, my room is still messed up, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. La da 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 da. I was gonna go to class. I want to watch CNN. Oh, okay. <laughs> One time a year. Yeah. I don't know. It gets so old because you know, whenever you're like sober and other people are just like a lot of the people wretched. watching that that night though on TV, yeah, are probably hammered. Oh, sure. But like whenever you're whenever you're sober, which I typically am on New Year's Eve, <laughs> there was a time period <laughs> of my life for my friends that listen. Yes, but at the same time, it, it just gets old because you're like. This is the dumbest conversation ever <laughs> because that was a highlight. That's not the entire night. Like I don't find a whole lot of entertainment yeah. out of it. Well, like, but that clip was really good. That was I good. Really and as hard that. as they were laughing, they sounded yes. like Cheech and Chong. You would think they weren't just drunk. You would think like they Anderson and were Andy high. were probably higher than hell. They probably were both. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> that was a good clip though. Yeah. So anyway, there's CNN is banning on air drinking for most of their staff <laughs> <laughs> i don't blame them <laughs> oh boy yes, are we having yes, fun yet yes yes yes, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> are we having fun yet oh yeah it's glad to be oh, back yeah. i'm glad to be back uh, me this too this is fun and yeah. i'm not in a funk that I'm glad. makes it a lot of fun makes it a lot better yeah it makes it, I'm like i said the other day whenever we tried to do this and i was kind of still in the funk uh-huh oh it was awful guys had- you would have hated it you would have hated that podcast. Yeah, not entertaining at all. But I'm the no. beneficiary of all your happiness that you're <laughs> yeah, in right now. Exactly. You are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do you want to hear the dumbest story of the week? Yes. Like, yes. Okay, so so this is <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so So I was looking for a sound patch of somebody laughing hysterically. Just one person, and I couldn't find a good one, so I don't have it. Oh, you could have asked me. Do you? <laughs> I could have. I could have done my best. <laughs> this is so stupid. It needs a sound patch of somebody laughing in the background. Okay. Whenever I read this headline, this is a real headline. Do you want me to laugh while you read? You're going to laugh whether you want to or not. Okay. From Fortune.com, which is a piece of shit news organization. From Fortune.com, people who skipped their COVID vaccine oh, this is... are at a higher risk of traffic accidents, right. according to a new study. This is an actual medical magazine. It's not a POS. I mean, it might be well, a POS. It was reported on by Fortune. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was. Yes. 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 <laughs> so no, like American journalism, blah, blah, blah. It. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this, this, it's so bad. Just let me read this, okay? okay. okay. I'm going to have to read a bunch of it so we can laugh real good. Okay. 
Yes, yes, yes. If you are if you passed on getting the COVID vaccine, you might be a lot more likely to get into a car crash. Or at least those are the findings of a new study published this month in the American Journal of Medicine. So you're right. All Fortune's doing is reporting on what the American Journal of Medicine report or has reported. During the summer of 2021, Canadian researchers examined the encrypted the encrypted government-held records of more than 11 million adults, 16% of whom hadn't received the COVID vaccine. They found that the unvaccinated people, listen, okay, numbers are hard on the radio, but listen to me. They found that the unvaccinated people were 72% more likely to be involved in a severe traffic crash in which at least one person was transported to the hospital than those who were not vaccinated or who were vaccinated. So in other words, if you were unvaccinated, you have a 72% better chance of getting in a car wreck than not, or than being vaccinated. How stupid is this? How stupid do they think we are? What's the correlation? That's what I want to know. Well, I went on to read. I read a little farther. You ready? Yeah. Of course, skipping a COVID vaccine does not mean that someone will get into a car crash. Instead, the authors theorize that people who resist public health recommendation might also neglect basic road safety guidelines. (laughs) like wearing your seatbelt <laughs> like wearing your seatbelt or speeding or uh, okay <laughs> or running i, I did i'm not, i'm not boost i'm not vaccinated i'm not boosted but i can tell you right now i have no desire to run a four-way stop <laughs> right. i have no desire when the light's red to just go on ahead and go but if you have a massive heart attack from that vaccination you might run a four-way yeah, you're stop a drove with bell's palsy <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Oh, man. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Moving on in the story, because it's worth reading. Mm -hmm. The findings are significant enough that primary care doctors should consider counseling unvaccinated patients on traffic safety. (laughs) What? Can you imagine going to the doctor because you have a cold? He finds out that you're not vaccinated, so he starts lecturing you about the rules of the road. (laughs) Are you wearing your seatbelt today whenever you leave? Make sure to buckle up and get your vaccine. Did you yield the right away when you were turning left? Because you're not vaccinated. (laughs) And then what are they going to do? Act as citizens police? Like and do a citizen's arrest? For traffic violations. And insurance companies might base changes to insurance policies on vaccination data, the author suggests. Mm, The author. Mm. First responders may also consider taking precautions to protect themselves from COVID when responding to traffic crashes. So whenever this person gets in a horrible accident, they need the jaws of life. The first thing that these EMTs are going to say is... Mm, this person's probably not vaccinated. Oh my gosh, this isn't real life. It this is isn't real life. This is it's totally not true. true. Like, do you think that there are still like doctors and nurse practitioners and nurses, RNs and all that, that just still believe in this stuff? Yeah, I do. You really I totally do. do. You don't think that there's They're an on ounce? Twitter. You don't think there's an ounce of like common sense in their brain where they're like, this makes absolutely no sense at all. No, <laughs> You don't think that? Okay. No. That, that, uh, there's no. still people out there. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. But anyway, mm. so these first responders, they need to, 
they, they're probably going to have to think to themselves during a cra- traffic crash that mm-hmm. this person's unvaccinated. Be- and it's more likely they're unvaccinated because they got in a wreck. Right, right. The findings suggest that unvaccinated adults need to be careful indoors with other people and outside with surrounding traffic. <laughs> this isn't the first time that research... Th- Listen to this little gig. This is the end of the story. This isn't the first time that researchers have examined the link between behavior and vaccination status. Among adults, a 2021 study published in the Journal of Bioeconomics found a correlation between self-reported risky driving and having skipped their flu vaccine. Oh, my gosh. Who's that guy who says God gave us two arms for, for two things? That was the the, the, the Biden's guy. Yeah, that one of the the head. What's that guy's name? Damn it! Yeah, I, he gave me two arms: one for the vaccine and one for the booster. Yeah, jeez. You know, I read this. Or People, one for the flu and one for the Rona. Yeah. So once again, the headline was people who skip their COVID vaccine are at higher risk of traffic accidents, according to new study. You know, the first thing that popped in my mind whenever I read that, Mm -mm. I remember a couple different times whenever the COVID thing was going on big time, like two years ago, everything was locked down, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'd be going down the road and we all see the people that's in their car wearing their mask by themselves. Uh Uh-huh. Like two different times, I saw people on motorcycles motorcycles with no helmet on but wearing a mask <laughs> i guarantee you that dumbass is vaccinated <laughs> i mean what the hell well texas you don't A&M, have to wear your ma- you don't have to wear your helmet texas a&m their marching band guess what they put mask on their marching band but in the middle of their mask on their face they had a hole in it so that they could play their instrument that I do remember that. I, me and you were watching that basketball game last winter, weren't we? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> Who? What? No, you guys. Like those poor kids, and they don't. They feel like they can't stand stand up and like say, "No, I can't wear this mask." Can you imagine though? <laughs> this is Texas. This is a. It's not right. like this is California or New York or Illinois. Even where, is A&M? where is A and M? Where is Texas A and M? I know, but where? What city? Uh, is that Austin? No, it's not Austin. Usually college towns are pretty liberal. Is it Lubbock? That's what I'm ask. I, don't I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember. Okay. Corey Book, let me know. Oh, yeah. From the Washington Post. For COVID is no longer mainly a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Here's why. For the first time, a majority of Americans dying from the coronavirus received at least the primary series of the vaccine. 58% of coronavirus deaths, coronavirus deaths last August were from people who are vaccinated and boosted. Mm-hmm. So more people who are vaccinated are dying than unvaxxed. And the Washington Post. Yeah, that's from the Washington Post. Wow. We what? knew this was coming. We knew that what? this was but coming. What? It, just, it just makes me think, what the hell is the point of these shots? There's no point. You know, just like that last story. These first responders are going to have to be worried about, you know, this person's unvaccinated as they're getting the jaws alive to peel them out of a car. Yeah. We, according to this story right here that I just read that kind of contradicts that. Sounds to me like if you're vaccinated, you're more likely to, to have it. And we've seen this time and time again. Yeah. The people that are vaccinated for this shit are, are the ones getting sick. Yes. The ones it. catching it yeah. and the ones transmitting it. And now, according to this story from the Washington Post, 
are dying in the biggest percentages. You just wait until like the reoccurring cancers and the people that have had have been in remission for years start coming out. You just wait until they release some of that information. Yep. Mm-hmm. Whenever gonna- I was getting my uh, school board petition signed, I was mm-hmm. talking to a lady who is a local here. Very, very nice lady. She knows three people mm-hmm. who got the vaccine mm-hmm. and it just damn near killed them. Yeah. And two of them are still fighting the side effects that really they got. Like they had, really? they like, I can't remember what disease one of them already had, like maybe Crohn's disease. And that mm-hmm. might not be right, but had, had some kind of health issue that had nothing to do with COVID. Yeah. Got the vaccine. And I mean, kicked the shit into full gear and I almost killed her. Yeah. And she's still trying to fight it all off. Gosh, darn it. Ugh. I Ugh. think I'll just take my chances with COVID. Right. Which I have, and I've it's a 99. I lived. 98, yeah. you know, survival rate. Right. Without the vaccine. But if you so. want to go get it, go get it. And I, I don't have the story in front of me. Last night, the mm-hmm. Senate passed. Now, this is just in the Senate. It goes to the House. The Senate uh, passed $858 trillion. No, billion dollars. Billion dollars. Not trillion. Ugh. Still all of it's a, a lot of money. A hell of a lot of money. Yeah. So we're, we're going to print that much more money. Mm-hmm. To keep the government from shutting down. Oh, fantastic. Okay. The compromise to get a bunch of Republicans to get on board and vote for this, which it worked, is the vaccine mandate for military got kicked out. See, that's tough. But at this time, what I, I, I don't know, negotiate with terrorists. I don't either. Why <laughs> so, don't you just make two separate bills? Hell, it only takes a couple minutes to vote on right, both of them. Right. Right. Make a, make a bill for printing 858,000 or 858 billion dollars and make another bill that just says we're going to repeal mm-hmm. and pay the back. stupid vax yeah. mandate and yeah. and yeah and there were some provisions in there provisions in there to start the ball rolling to try to get some of these military members back some of them you're not going to get back look yeah. at my cousin my cousin quit the navy he was very high up in the navy mm. he, he was one of the head guys on the all the submarine stuff he quit the Navy and moved to Indiana because of the vaccine mandate. You think that he's going to peel his family back up out of the... He, he bought a farm. Mm-hmm. You think he's going to peel everything up and go back to the Navy? No. No, you lost him. You lost a damn, damn, damn good, fine American. Mm-hmm. Hard worker, good morals, Christian man. You lost him. He, he's not coming back. And you can offer him all his back pay and everything. He's not coming back. He filed. I think that he should still get back pay if he. I was, do too. If he, you know, was withheld any of that, yeah. infor- any and, of that money. And he filed for the re- religious exemption. They laughed yeah. him out of the building. See, and I feel like that's a that's another court case. Like sue him because it, yeah, it, it's they can't do that. Yep. <laughs> he has freedom of religion, and he doesn't have to take a vaccine because he has freedom of religion. That's a constitutional right. Right. People don't right. know, you know, I just can't believe, I can't believe what we witnessed in the last two years. It's just mind blowing. And it's still lingering. Yeah, absolutely it is. But and then, and then these companies, I mean, I walked into a bank, a brick and mortar, which is my bank, not your bank, but my bank that I still use for miscellaneous things so that you know what I'm not buying. Um, oh, really? <laughs> anyways, I walked in there. They still had all the social distancing stuff up. For real? For real. For real. The signs that say maintain six foot difference. Yes. Huh. Yeah. I'll be damned. I'll say it. I've said it once and I'll say it again. God knew what he was doing when he pulled me out of the workforce when he did. 
Man, that's the truth. Man. Because you got out right before all this stuff hit. Oh, yeah, 2019. Yep. Mm-hmm. Six months before it all hit. I wouldn't have made it. I would have told them to shove it all up there, you know what, and I'm going to go find something else to do. Hey, just imagine the stress and the amount of pushback that you and I would have. I mean, and I could have probably easily talked you into me being okay with getting a vaccine back then. I mean, I, I anyways. Yeah. I wouldn't have had the time to read and research all of mm-hmm. the information that I know now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, hmm. are you finished for today? I think I am. I mean, okay. hell, we've been going for a good long while. Have we? We can't make up two programs or three programs that we missed, but just give something people to listen to, listen drive down to. the road. or Yeah. It's real bad whenever your non-podcast listening friends like get a hold of you and say, hey, are you guys ever going to do a new podcast? <laughs> So, non pod what do you mean non like they don't listen to podcasts and they never have before until but they listen to hours but they listen yeah, to hours yeah, yeah. and they're yeah. like are you guys gonna put out a new show that, that did happen quite a few times <laughs> that's funny. people that's not real political but they yeah they listen to this show yeah, yeah. and we yeah. appreciate every single oh, person totally reaching out. totally hell mm-hmm. neighbor jared you know he mm-hmm. he texted me last week he's like you and Tony just done? Oh, really? <laughs> like, Does, yeah. Has Tony not put out one? Either? No, not recently. It, really? What was funny is Tony and I were talking about that. Oh, it's been two or three weeks ago on the phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tony's just like, ah, hell, don't worry about it. They'll always be there. Oh, You drop one, they'll be there. That's good. You, you'll have the same amount of listeners because they like it and they're they're waiting on it. And, you know, whenever we push post, it, a lot of times, or at least on my phone, it lights mm-hmm. up, says, hey, the Bushels and Barrels program is just released. Downloaded it yeah. or dropped another one. Yeah, yeah. that's so, nice. That's nice. We did go on a bus party. That yes, was we fun. Did. Last week. That was yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, you know what? Even then, I wasn't fully healed. I no. was lacking energy. Yeah, you big were. Big time last weekend. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, we I did. I think that I also told Ryan that whenever he was in his funk, after I like slapped him and said, get out of this funk. Stop being. She was afraid <laughs> I was slipping into depression. We talked about it. Yeah. And I just I'm like, I've never seen you like this ever before. And you're sitting and you're watching football all the time. And this is just not you. I mean, you. Yes, you can sit down on a Sunday and watch football or a Friday night or Monday night or whenever it's on. I don't even know because that's how much. You, that's how little I've watched. Yeah, it. you yeah. don't watch football. So I said, I really think that the people. Whoever the elites are who are mind controlling everybody. (laughs) And I know I sound crazy when I say this, but like, I really think that they just want to get everybody beaten down just so bad just to show, you know what, your country's too far gone and you can't make a difference. Yes, that's exactly what Nick McCormick, Nick McCormick was on the uh, bus trip the other night. Yeah. Yeah. And whenever we were at high benders, that's exactly what Nick said. Nick goes, because I told him, you know, dude, I, I'm, I've just been in a funk. And even last Saturday night, I still wasn't back in the funk, back in the groove to where I felt like doing a podcast. Yeah. But talking yeah. to Nick and Nick said, you know, half of me thinks this is exactly where they want us to be. Exactly. Yep. Is depressed mm-hmm. and down and out and there's mm-hmm. no hope and you're just going to have to rely on us. So just give up and your life's going to be easier. And you have said that many times. Wouldn't it be easier just to turn off the news, turn off every single thing politically, don't stand up for the school board, don't even be involved, it doesn't matter anyways, and just not have the stress to deal with it. And just, yeah, and just focus on me, my family, my life, my Mm -hmm. career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that would be easier, but that's what they want you to do. They don't want you to get involved in your local government or or anything for that matter. So, yeah. 
Um, well, I'm back, folks. <laughs> I woke up this I morning at five us, o'clock ready to do this podcast. You sure did. And Ryan, I honestly think everybody goes through this at some point in time. It gets overwhelming. It gets exhausting. And it can be depressing. It is. Like I said, whenever I was sick, just laying there watching this shit every mm-hmm. day for, for 12 hours on end of nothing. How, the only thing they report on is how the world's falling apart. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you look at the infighting between, and I got something to say about the Republican party too. Yeah. We're not going to win in 24. You don't think? Nope. No, we are too divided. You have conservatives. I mean, that's a pretty bold statement when you to have, say. when you have, you have too- conservatives and you have Republican establishment elitists yeah. and there's still too many elitists. I get what you're saying, but a lot can happen in two years. I think that you, I think you need to slow your roll there with that. Well, okay. Opinion, I'm just, I, I just, and I know I can, I can see all the men like, yeah, Ryan, you're exactly right. Well, that doesn't prove anything. It doesn't help anything. It really doesn't. I don't, I don't agree with that. And I think that a lot can happen in two years. Give me an example of what you think could happen to change it. I think that we could rally behind someone again, like we did Trump in 2016. Well, you know, I, I, I about a month and a half ago, I was I was very critical of Trump. Yeah, and I'm still critical of some of the stuff he said and did. Oh, sure. But you know what? I'm I'm going back to him right now. I like what he he's still a great American, a, a warrior for for freedom uh-huh. and anti-establishment. He is now DeSantis is as well. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But Trump is too. And the harder they come after him, you know, <coughs> it's just like they're going after him this hard because they're freaking scared of him. Absolutely and he I, is. Me and Jeremy from they Panama are. City were talking yeah. about this. And one thing that I did tell Jeremy, and Jeremy is a huge DeSantis fan, rightfully so. He lives in DeSantis land. Absolutely. But one thing I told Jeremy is I just, I, I can't help but to think how much fun it would be to have Donald Trump as a lame duck president. He's got four more years. He could possibly be president. He could never be president again mm-hmm. after that. And just watch him go in there and try to clean some house. You know, but the, that problem, would be is, awesome. the problem is you still got these assholes like Mitch McConnell that's going to fight, going to yeah. fight for yeah. these piece of shit senators, a piece of shit uh, representatives who are going to not side with conservatives. And this is where I'm coming from. We've just got too big of a divide right now within our own party. But I see, but I think it's honestly because of all of the media and the no, uh, they don't have any checking checkbacks. Like they don't have any, anybody checking their work and making sure that they're telling the truth, except for James O'Keefe. And he's one man, one, one organization. Project Veritas. And, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, until we just like stop listening to the media and only taking things for what they are and not reading something else completely into certain things. Like the whole debacle between DeSantis and Trump and Ron DeSantis kept saying, listen, I just won the governorship. Like stop acting like there's something else going on. I just won the governorship. This is what I'm focused on. And what he's doing is moving forward with his governorship. And like just take it for rare end. Yeah, take yeah. it for what it is. You know, something I found interesting and I couldn't find a whole lot of information on it because the media is not reporting on it is that there was an entire LGBTQ plus um organization. These people represented all across the nation met at Mar-a-Lago this week. And I have no idea what they were meeting there for. 
I really don't. I can't find any the influencers that were there. And we're talking TikTok, Instagram, um, Twitter. They were all at Trump's house. Yes, huh. and I don't know. I don't know what Which, the and meeting that's, is. That's for. not to say that Trump has anything against gay people or anything like that. Well, no. Why would he invite uh, them all? To, exactly. To, but it was a one. One of the persons said we were one hundred percent conservative LGBT. It was an entire community there. We were dressed nice. We all we looked nice. We didn't look like fruitcakes. We're just normal people. Yeah. Just deciding to live the LGBTQ life. Right. Right. They were all at Trump's house. So tell like to me in my brain, why isn't the media talking about that? Because that doesn't fit any narrative. No. He's because Trump is a misogynist. He's a, he's not he's a white an, supremacist, anti LGBTQ, anti black you know? people, anti everything. Yeah. Except for he's only pro Trump. And that's not true. That's what the media says. So anyways, <laughs> there you go. You can do some research and find out. And if you can find out any information, let us know. But I'm sure it'll it'll come out soon at some point from some secondary media. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Change the subject just a little bit. Okay. You know, I've had so much fun here the last hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes doing this. Okay. And I love our listeners. Mm-hmm. Love every damn one of them. They're all just great people. I just know they are. Would you give me permission, maybe like a Wednesday night or Thursday night, after I get home from work, mm-hmm. to do a short podcast, maybe just like a happy hour where I actually drink a beer and do a podcast? Are you asking me permission to do that? Well, yeah. I mean, you do whatever you want. And I don't mean like burping in the microphone or anything. Oh, that gets me. Well, I mean, nobody can do that better than Nick and Tony. Oh, <laughs> that just gets me. Like, I feel it every time. And that's they the do straightforward it. farming podcast, yeah. if you guys want to hear that. They, they, they A could, lot of farming talking. I have, I have never heard such good burps on the radio. But you think we should do that? Just do a happy hour? Yeah. It doesn't have to be an hour and a half show or something, but okay. just, I don't know. I feel kind of bad because I was gone. Mm-hmm. These people, you know. Well, and you enjoy this so much. We've got such a family relationship with these people and I have so <laughs> much fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. and us being gone, like it just it's actually very, very humbling how many people reached out to me and you was just like, is everything okay? Right. You didn't even warn us you weren't coming back. They probably thought we were having a domestic. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we don't hardly ever, ever fight. No, that I was mean, their first year of marriage. Yeah, we <laughs> got that out of the way. First year and a half was hell, but it got better. I think that's with everybody. Exactly. I think that's life. <laughs> we sure got used to each other. Well, now you just get make. over the quirks. Right. You, you just know? tiptoe around them. Right. Well, you just shut up like the coffee maker and the stupid water we got to put in it. Because I can't get water out of the faucet. I got to get it out of the water cooler machine thing. It's perfect water. Yeah. Okay. It's honest water. We're going to start a domestic here if we keep talking about it. <laughs> I'm going to keep paying $33 of whatever for water. That a month? T- that Is that what we like pay that. for that? 33 bucks a month? 33 I think. Man. Yeah. Lower like, sometimes if I don't drink enough water. You know, that could be 33 bucks that we help put some Christmas presents under a kid's tree with. That's true. You know? That is true. And we'd still have water coming out of the tap. That's true. Mm-hmm. Man, you made me feel really guilty then just for my nice water that I like. You want me to feel better, though? I'll make you feel better, though. You ready? Uh, yeah. By us paying that $33. We're putting Christmas it, tree, it, it, Christmas presents. The guy that delivers that water has a yeah. job. 
Yep. And he gets to put Christmas presents under his kid's tree. Mm-hmm. So Honest Water is that company if you guys need. Oh boy, here we go. Free plug. <laughs> <A> water cooler. <laughs> I, I'm more of a fan of mom water. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, I did find some Carol. What That's was Cody new... drinking the other night? It wasn't mom water. It was dad something. Dad, was it a dad bod water or something like that? It was dad, dad something. Dad beer or dad body beer? No, I don't like remember that. what it was called. I'll have to ask. Cody, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was weird looking. It was. It wasn't mom water. We were rambling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe maybe we can do a happy hour. Okay. You know, try to just give them a little bit more. They, they deserve it. And it's a Christmas present from us to them. Oh, okay. I'm sure yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Us to you guys. Yeah. So, all right. You want to hear some? You want to go out with some more Christmas? Holly was like, she's like, did she give you hell that we haven't done any? She did. And, and she's, she's like, like you I'm left- looking forward to the Christmas music. Yeah, you left me hanging. There's so much suspense and I've got all this buildup and you've got nothing for me. What the heck? Well, let's <laughs> listen to some more BG then. You want to? Yes, I'd love to. <laughs> all right, folks, we're going to get out of here. We will be back. You will hear from us before Christmas. I promise. Oh, even if it's me to get on here and say, I'm sick. Yeah. Okay. But here I am. But I'm not going to be sick. No, you're so, not. Anyway. All you guys remember, the real gifts of Christmas are not under your tree. Mm-hmm. They're the people around it. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ also. Yeah. You know, one of the real gifts I have is the chair I get to sit in with my son sitting on my lap every night when I get home from work. Mm-hmm. Another gift that I have is whenever Cohen gets out of school and calls me and says, Dad, is there anything I can do today? Those are the gifts. Those are the ones that it's so easy to take for granted, but don't. Don't take them for granted. But Merry Christmas, y'all. We will see you maybe Thursday, maybe Wednesday. Leah Thomas is still a boy. Jesus Christ is still our Savior. You were born in America. Don't forget to be one. You guys have a good one. Adios. Adios.